So each time we do our podcast, then we like to bring together some of the big names from the cruise industry uh, here in the UK. And we've got three well-established experts of the cruise industry on this month's podcast. Uh, so thank you to Ben, Sonia, Sam for joining us. Um, Sam, if I start with you, you kind of work in the wider travel sector, not just cruise. So how's the year been for travel? Um, well, I think it's been much the same for, for all parts of travel. It's, it's probably been one to forget. Um, but, but there have been a number of interesting things that have, that have developed and I think that are developing, especially now that um, we're hopefully kind of closer to the end than the beginning of this. Um, within, I mean, obviously kind of beyond travel, but within cruise, I think recently there's been a number of, of um, important kind of developments that we've seen recently. You've seen kind of Princess announcing that they're not going to be running any cruises longer than seven days out of the US until November. QNR have announced scenic cruises. We know that there's, there's a simplification, simplification of pricing with celebrity. Um, but beyond cruise, I think one of the most interesting things that I've seen recently was Virgin Atlantic's um, Escape Pass. I'm not sure if, you, if you've seen these, but it's, it's basically where for Caribbean holidays, customers will start by kind of saying when they want to go, their budget, um, and then they'll book their holiday, but they won't be told where they're going until two weeks before. Um, it's a really interesting um, development that they've, they've brought in and um, whether or not it works. And it kind of, it, it, it takes everything that we've always been thinking about how important destinations are, and especially for Caribbean and the, the difference between the islands and um, kind of turns it on its head. Um, I guess at the minute, a lot of people are wanting a holiday. So it's, it's kind of looking at that more than, more than anything else at the minute. Uh, and so in, it sounds a bit like an allocation on arrival, but kind of taking it to an extreme. But so, but do you get that sense that um, most travel firms have kind of weathered the storm and that they're looking forward now to 2021? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's really interesting that there is positivity coming out. And I think you look at kind of research that companies like Qoni have been doing, where they're saying that a lot of people who are looking at honeymoons are now looking at saving and upgrading is a kind of phrase that, that they've brought out and that a few others have used as well. And it's kind of, okay, 2020 might not have been the year that everyone wanted, but in terms of 2021, people might be swapping two holidays to Spain for a holiday somewhere more exotic. Um, and I think that's something that the cruise industry could definitely capitalise on and, and probably will. Um, there are some amazing um, yeah, places in the world and I think a lot of people probably are going to be able to swap a couple of short-haul holidays for something further afield. Yeah. Well, we're certainly all missing travel at the moment, that's for mm. sure. Um, Sonia, from a port's perspective, I guess uh, in the case of Dover, you're both a ferry port as well as a cruise port. But um, give us a sense of what 2020 has been like, because presumably, it, like all of us, it's been a year unlike any other. Definitely. I mean, I'll talk mainly about, obviously, cruise, because that's, uh, that's yeah. the area that I, <laughs> I'm more expert about. Um, obviously, yes, ferry has taken its uh, definite hit in terms of... Um, uh, passenger traffic so you know in terms of people being able to leave and go off to their houses in France or off to their holidays that's definitely taken a hit in terms of freight well that continues that's uh, that's forever in uh, in Dover as you know yeah. um, so that's a continuing business um, and obviously we hope the passenger business will return as soon as uh, as soon as we you know the borders are open um, but for us in a, in, from a cruise perspective I mean, obviously an extremely difficult year. Started off as a great year, as you know, Andy, when we saw each other down That's in Dover right. with the Scarlet Lady. Um, never, n not a hint that something terrible was around the corner. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's complete shock. Um, our teams were ready to go. Great season ahead, but a great season last year. 
And I think that's, you know, from a staffing perspective, extremely difficult because suddenly you haven't got any business. And from a revenue perspective, the thought is there's nothing on the horizon. I think from our perspective, um, and I, you know, I speak very fortunately as a port that's actually done very well in terms of having lay-by vessels, which unless they've done well, it doesn't return the, the revenue, of course, but it's actually nice to have been able to see cruise ships coming, coming in, lay-buying with us. Um, you know, we've had nine different uh, cruise brands in, in the port over the, over, the, over the year, so that's been positive for us. Um, and just being able to look after them and re repatriating through, having that interaction, which I think has been really, really important. Um, but that doesn't really help our partners in the port. So our, our bus services and our bureau de charge and the different, you know, other, other businesses, our Visit Kent guys who help us so much with crews. It's been terrible for them and, and, um, and for the community because the community is really involved with crews. It's a community that loves crews, you know, loves crews it has been with us as you know Andy for many years so um, it definitely has been a difficult year. Uh, uh, ben from from a Royal Caribbean perspective um, you, of, you often have ships based out of the UK so do you get a sense of that impact of, of those no sailings effectively out of UK ports and the impact it has on the wider sort of community and supply chain? Yes we do I mean we're clearly not the same scale of of say PO in Southampton, but we're we obviously as a group, um, the number of ships coming in and out of Southampton quite regularly. So we're we're very aware of the impact it has on our partners, ADP and and all their associated partnerships. And of course we I think everybody, even the government, I think is beginning to recognise the the scale of the cruise industry uh, and its importance to the economy in the UK. And hopefully they're they're starting to listen. And how has your year been uh, for Royal Caribbean? Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible question. That's no, fair enough. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's as, as Sam articulated at the start, I mean, it's, it's been a brutal year for travel, first and foremost. And we, <laughs> it's easy to kind of, uh, to become, um, quite demoralized when you're in cruise, but the reality is the whole of, the whole of travel's had a really tough gig. Um, and cruise, as we know, has, has probably been hit as hard as anyone. Um, and after what was such a promising start to the year, so I think we all, all cruise lights had um, great ambitions, as we do every year, because we've got this enviable pipeline of new ships coming and everyone's excited about what new events they're gonna go to and what launches are coming up and, Booking numbers have been moving forward um, from a clear perspective. Uh, we're over, we were back over 2 million cruises in the UK and everything was looking good. And then of course, you suddenly have the sort of the, the rug pulled out from underneath your feet. And um, no longer are we talking about perfect day and all these great destinations that we've been developing. We're talking about the voluntary suspension of cruising. Um, and of course, back in March, I mean, if you'd have said to me, what's, what's the summer hold? I, I'd have said to you, but back in May. Um, and, and of course, here we are. I mean, I don't think any of us genuinely in March would have said, we're going to be shutting our offices. We're going to be in a second lockdown. I mean, we just wouldn't have fathomed that this would be possible. Um, and I think I have to say that the travel industry, um, for as hard as it's been hit, I think has rallied incredibly strongly. 
um, across all sectors of travel. Um, I think the number of collapses has been relatively small. Um, um, and I think could have been far worse had it not been for the, the entrepreneurial spirit and the, the, the never sense die, never say die sort of attitude that, that travel has. And, and of course, everyone I think in travel believes that people will come back and travel again, and they will, because we're all desperate. Everybody's desperate to get away. Yeah. Uh, and that's why programs like the one that Sam mentioned that Virgin are launching is not such a silly idea because it at least enables you to get away somewhere. Mm. It's like the old teletext holidays. Um, if you pay the price, you go wherever it takes you and so be it. Um, but people are that keen to get away. And I think we're seeing that in the booking numbers, certainly for 22. There's a very strong appetite to get something booked and, and have that something to look forward to. Um, so it's been a challenging year, but I think it's, it's pulled the industry together. I think certainly within Cruise and certainly on behalf of the clear exec, the, the member cruise lines that are on that. Have, have had to work together when it comes to tackling the health and the guidelines and the protocols and how we approach government. Because at the end of the day, we're one industry, um, not big enough as our individual parts, but together we're something meaningful. And we've, we've had to recognize that probably more so today than we've, than we've ever had to do in the past. Um, so I think the, the level of togetherness that the industry is showing is really commendable. And uh, I hope that that continues to some degree post, post the challenges of COVID-19, uh, albeit obviously we, we want to get back to vigorously competing, um, <laughs> making sure that we are getting the right guests for our products and our brands moving forward. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a real topsy-turvy year. And as I said in the preamble to the, the call when we were sort of just warming up, um, everyone just hopes, I think, that you can turn a leaf into the new year yeah. and think, start to resume some normality but um i sense a little bit of patience will still be required into the new year you, and you talk about how we're very collaborative and i'll ask sonia to talk about how collabor collaborations kind of help support's been engaged in that but in terms of the work undertaken this year there's been so much focus on uh overcoming on restart on restarting safety and that collaboration includes I guess from a royal perspective, working with NCL on things like the Healthy Cell Panel. So in terms of the, that pace of work, that must have been very fast for, for a brand like Royal Caribbean. Then. Yeah, I mean, it is very fast. and We're, we're a big machine. I think as a group, we've got over 60, 60 ships. Um, I mean, Sonia will know more about our repatriation efforts than probably I know, but it's been an in incredible effort to kind of or almost come to a stop um, and equally it'd be an incredible effort to, to restart again and I think people don't shouldn't underestimate the scale of challenge that holds and obviously with so many different things happening in this ever-moving world we live in we're, we're constantly course correcting it's easy to think actually had we not done anything this year where would we be today versus where we were in March because some would argue we're not much further forward um, but the reality is it'd be a huge amount of work collaboratively done between the cruise lines and the healthy sail panel is a good example of that. Um, and the findings have been published, they're available for everybody and there was the EU Healthy Gateways document. Um, but of course, COVID-19 has, um, has continued to kind of um, increase its impact on the world. The number of cases continues to rise even today and the number of deaths is rising. So of course, despite all of that, we're kind of constantly evolving with it. I think if we're looking for shoots of optimism, obviously the vaccine 
and the vaccine news in the last few weeks has been extremely encouraging. Um, and I think not only for crews, but the whole of travel. And some of the rhetoric in the press over the weekend about cutting quarantine times and so forth. And, and also, I think, the, certainly in the UK, the, what, what quickly looks like becoming sort of a, a good acceptance to a, a sensible testing regime around travel looks to be very encouraging. And I think all of that bodes well for the future. Um, and look, if this thing's not going to go away, we've got to learn to live with it. Sure. Yeah. Until a vaccine comes, and then hopefully, obviously, when a vaccine is widely available, everybody will hope that we can move on. Um, but lots of good will come out of this. The cruise industry will be better on the back of this when it comes out of it, and I think the the travel industry will be better generally. So I think we'll be stronger as an industry coming out of it than when we went in. Wise words, I think, Sonia. In, in terms of that collaboration. That, that's been important from a cruise perspective. I know that you've always been part of the cruise community and you've always played your role as Dover, but also uh, as personally, but that collaboration has been really important. Definitely, I've seen so much of you, Andy, which has I been know. an absolute bonus. I can only <laughs> apologize for that. <laughs> Uh, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think that, as, as Ben said, that's probably one of the biggest things that will come out of this is the collaboration between all of us, whether it be the ports, the cruise lines, you know, everybody involved in cruise, um, from the agents who are desperately there waiting to, to support us all. So, so absolutely. And, and all of our friends within the industry. So uh, I think, I think Joe Jamoska said the other day, we're an industry that's completely, you know, a great friendly industry. And I think that has really brought us all together. And then on the side of, of working together with yourselves and the Chamber of Shipping, Clear Chamber of Shipping and our, our framework for return of crews has been useful to all of us. It's unified us. It's, um, you know, we are working really close with, as we said, even our competitors. So, you know, working with, with other ports. Um, I'm part of Cruise Britain, so I'm often working with uh, cruise with other ports as well. But I think this... I think the fantastic thing is that we're sharing, share, sharing so much, you know, about how we want it to be for the future operations. And I think Ben's absolutely right. I think, you know, we'll come out of this stronger and there'll be great improvements. And, and what we've done actually during this time is I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about, you know, what have we done? And we've had time to step back and have time to think about our operation and think about how we might manage that and how we can uh, manage that maybe in a different way um, and maybe a better way but a different way um, looking at how that might look in the future so there are positive sides to it um, and we've all had time to take in more walks and have time to think a little bit in our mad travel world that we live in but at least we've had time to uh, to spend on that and I think that will be the best you know better for everybody really when we come out of this. Um Thanks, Sonia. Let, let's look ahead and look forward because um, we're coming to the end of 2020 and the less said about 2020, I think probably <laughs> better for all of us. So, Sam, in terms of what's next and the kind of things that are coming, you've already mentioned some of the things from Virgin, for example, but in terms of 2021, what's, what's it looking like? And are there some trends that we saw before the pandemic that will then come into 2021? Um, yeah, I think I think I think there probably will be, and I think there's there's certain cruise lines that are probably better positioned than others in terms of of what they can offer going forward. And I think you're looking at, at lines like Ben's that have got their own private destinations. Um, I think where you can control every element of 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 a, of a destination, you are bound to be in um, a better position. You can you can control what people do. You can control who goes to a destination. You can control what's on what's going on within the destination. Um, I think beforehand that might have sounded quite myopic and quite controlling 
Um, but now that's that's exactly what you need. And I think there's, there's if you can have total um, knowledge of a destination and you know that what's going on within there, then I think you're you're definitely onto the right onto the right track. Um, anecdotally, I think something else that we've heard is just how desperate people are to get away. Um, it's it's not something that Brits ever want to forego as a holiday, and it's it's one of those that that hopefully we, people will be kind of will be pushing for more and more and more. Um, I mean, 2020 was meant to be such a big year for the cruise industry, and I think there was a lot of hype that was being driven up through the launches that were happening and through the ships that were visiting or the ships that were going to be based in Europe. Um, that there was there was a huge amount of excitement that had been created from the cruise lines and and clear and and through media outlets as well. Um, and I don't think that has gone away. That innovation that's been that, that keeps being created has like created like a hype machine, and I think it's 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 still there. Um, but it, it's just yeah, we're just waiting for for when the time is right when we can sail again. And in terms of what you're writing and covering, are you talking very much about protocols and all of that work, or are you looking ahead and saying these destinations will be popular or these are kind of what the new style of holiday will look like. What, what's your balance so far? It, it's so up in the air because so much it's, it's on so many shifting sands. Um, I think it's a problem right now because for the last, say, six months, up until maybe a month ago, a lot of what we've been dealing with has been the push, like pushing the, desk, the date of sailing back and, and dealing with that and kind of keeping people informed. The questions we're getting from, from agents is about those new protocols. What will cruising look like? I think everyone kind of knows that buffets aren't going to happen again. But beyond that, I think details aren't necessarily fully kind of embraced and fully out there. So I think there's a lot of, of people that want to know what a cruise will actually look like um, when we start saying again. And, and also when that date will be, um, which, is, again, it's something that we're not quite kind of we're not there with. Um, but hopefully we're closer to it than, than further away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that the kind of questions you get, Ben? which is what will cruising be like with Royal Caribbean when you resume? Yeah, obviously it's, it's the natural question that you get asked. Um, and uh, I'd love to be able to answer Sam's question and tell him exactly when we start sailing again. <laughs> world exclusive. No, just kidding. <laughs> the, um, the interesting point though about this pent up demand. So yeah. I think the, the CDC has obviously come out when they lifted the no sale order, they, they put in place a framework that they'd like cruise lines to meet in order to restart and start to restart sailing. Obviously, lots of people have seen that document. One of the things that's called out in that is these test cruises um, and testing the protocols and so forth. And I think um, one of our executives um, was quoted as saying we would be looking for volunteers from the public, um, which um, they may rue that comment, but the... <laughs> The, the reality is Cruise Critic picked it up and ran with that story. There has been over 100,000 people who have signed up to go on one of our test cruises. So I guess when I look at it and think about that number, I mean, it's an extraordinary number of people who are just obviously desperate to get cruising again, keen to support the cruise industry. I dare say a few of them see it as an opportunity for a cheap gig. And it might be. But even <laughs> None of them really know exactly what the protocols will be on those test cruises yet, because whilst they've seen the recommendations maybe of the healthy sale panel, the layman in the street hasn't seen all of that yet. 
So I think a lot of it will come down to just educating people. And of course, the challenging thing is, is if you start today, the experience on board is different to what it is if you start in six months time and there's a vaccine. And, and it's kind of finding the balance about when you start and what you do. So we're starting in Singapore um, on, at the beginning of December. And um, it's a program for Singaporeans. Um, it's um, cruises to nowhere, essentially. Um, it's, but it's, it's an opportunity for Singaporeans to get away for three nights or four nights and enjoy everything that's fantastic about our product. And I can tell you now, I mean, unbelievably popular and it's, it's sold extremely well very quickly. So we've no doubt the demand is there. And I think we'll see as people get as people's confidence comes back around 21. Tell me exactly what I can do in 21. And I think people will, people will book. I think at the moment, all travel companies are struggling with the exactly what are you going to be able to do? And it's, and it's not only telling them, but it's people believing that that will happen based on the world they're living in today. And that's the difficult bit because we've obviously, we've had to cancel sailings on a constant rolling basis. But I think once we can come out and go, no, we are good, we're going, then people will come. Um, and as I say, the vaccine obviously gives even greater confidence to that story. Um, and I think what we're seeing at the moment is lots of people booking 22 because it's far enough, far enough away. I've got absolute confidence. So I think 21 will be a late market. Um, that said, I'm not saying that we will not be honoring our plans for sailing this summer. We absolutely hope to, and we're, we're looking forward to doing so. And obviously having Anthem come back to Southampton is firmly in my team's immediate um, focus areas to kind of to get cracked. And we're working, and as you know, Clear are working extremely hard on behalf of all the, the member cruise lines to try and get clarity from the UK government about how we get the SCDO to change their advice around cruise. Um, even if it's just a case of bringing it in line with broader travel, yeah. that's all we're asking for at the moment. None of us are saying we're suddenly going to sail before Christmas. Um, we're, we're just looking to be treated alongside the rest of travel. And I think if that can happen, I think it's a tick the box, good confidence booster for the public. And then I think we're, we're, we're at the mercy of COVID and we need to wait and see how the travel corridors expand. Um, sailing from the UK is great. We'd like to start with some of that, but equally you quickly need to be able to get up to speed with sailing to ports around Europe. Um, and we all know that destination is really still the number one driver of why people cruise. So being able to offer that rich tapestry of destinations um, as part of the vacation experience is going to be critical and we need to get back to that at some point soon. And are you, you still excited about Anthem sailing out of Southampton? I have to say, and I'm not just saying that, she is one of my favourite ships. She's a beautiful ship. So you must be excited about having her out of Southampton, out of the UK. I've been excited for like, for like that's longer than I can remember. In fact, I still, I forget the year it was. I think it was probably 2017 or 18. I got told off internally because I announced it stood in the London. Um, much, to, much to my superiors in Miami, the deployment of it coming back. But that was in part driven by just the sheer delight that, that Anthem was coming back. Anthem was, was designed and built for the UK market. If Nick Weir was here, he'd tell you that the entertainment programme is for the British audience. <laughs> Americans didn't even know who Queen was or Queen were. And it's like, it, I mean, we will rock you and, and the shows on board are, are aimed at the British public. So 
I was thrilled that she was coming back this year, devastated that she's not made it, although she is here. Um, Sonia's probably seen her sailing past. But <laughs> the reality is we're, we're really looking forward to having her next year. Is she um, looking good? Is she yeah. looking in? She's, she's gleaming. She's ready. <laughs> she's ready. Ready and waiting. Um, and of course, we've got Odyssey as well, which is going to be exciting because we had to delay the, the arrival of Odyssey from this November um, into quarter one, quarter two next year. So we're looking forward to Odyssey joining the fleet too. And Odyssey is from what class for those who, who are not up to date on your ships? Odyssey is Quantum Ultra. So it's, it's Anthem on steroids. <laughs> um, it's the official line. <laughs> yeah, that's the... <laughs> Spectrum. It's um, it's kind of uh, same class as Anthem, but with a few extra bits on it to make it extra extra special. And uh, she's going to be sailing from Rome, and of course the great work that MSC have done in Italy um, gives us good confidence that we can get a program up and running um, from Rome successfully next year. Good, good. Just quickly, I'm conscious of time. Um, Sonia, are you, is there anything in 2021 you're particularly looking forward to? Um, well, I think obviously, you know, as we've all said, getting up and running again, I think just getting that, turning that, swipe that page and move us on to 2021. Um, yeah, I think really just to um, start to experience our terminal, see how they're going to work, do all of the testing that we can do, um, put everything that we've been talking about into action. I think that's, you know, it's almost like we're waiting for the, you know, start, start in terms of it. it's like a film. Get action, let's get going. We've got it or we've got the script. Can we just do the action? So yeah, I think that's I think that's where we are. Um there's a massive appetite, as Ben said, you know, I think and I actually believe that it's um it is going to be destination immersion is best because I think everyone will come together. The destinations will so much want to be involved and will want to make these tours as 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 seamless and as, as great as they can be. So I'm, I am positive. I try to totally keep positive, but I am positive because I think everybody's out there wanting to, to get this up and running, whether it be general travel or whether it just be the cruise industry. We're, we're all ready to go. Let's, let's uh, hope they tell us soon we can start. Exactly. And have you, like many of us in the industry, have you missed that in-person contact or that events and all of those kinds of things? Because it's such yeah, a I think, huge uh, part of cruise yeah definitely i think you know it's it's um going to see trade going to meet everybody um in fact so much so that we've you know i now speak to quite a few ports around the world and it's just lovely to just have those conversations really and face to face you know i was talking to william in jamaica last week and then i was talking to nick in rotterdam and it's just really nice to have those those people that you you tend to be around when you're at any of the events it's great to see them and it's crazy how we now even look forward to seeing their faces on the screen, but it, it, it makes all the difference. So absolutely, definitely, we want to, to um, see everybody again. Yeah, definitely. Soon, one day soon. Sam, what about you? What are you most looking forward to next year? Uh, I, <laughs> one of my favorite things of the year is the clear Christmas do. I think oh, that's wow. one, of my, one of the uh, highlights of my calendar. I'm gutted that that wasn't going to up not taking place this year. It's such a such a good fun event, um, but the, uh, yeah, I think apart from that, I mean, just getting back on board. Um, I really, really miss having having those those couple of days of exploring a new ship, getting on for the first time, seeing all the all the agents, all the execs, everyone that you know, um, and really kind of testing a ship out and uh, and drinking it dry. Kind of, it's, it's, it's such a fun industry. It's, is being a travel writer that doesn't travel is is rubbish. 
spoken like a true travel writer as well. Well done, Sam. Ben, uh, <laughs> is that apart from the lovely anthem, is there anything, one thing that you're particularly looking forward to for next year? Oh, I think it's difficult to say one thing. I think it's it's like the guys have said, I think it's you miss the office, you miss engaging and collaborating with colleagues and friends. You miss when you're used to launching these ships and seeing them sail full every week, you just miss the buzz of that. And um, I guess I'm a salesperson at heart and nothing really happens till someone sells something. And right now it's difficult because we haven't got clarity on what we're selling. Um, so I think just getting back to a world where we can sell with confidence, um, ultimately sail with confidence and we can give our guests, our crew and the destinations we visit the reassurance that we're going to look after them flawlessly. Um, I think will be a great day and uh, I'll happily go on Harmony, Anthem or Odyssey. Um, in fact, I've also offered my services up to Peter, Peter Shanks at Silver Sea. Now they're part of the family. And I said, I'm quite happy to join any of his ships. Thank you, no, Bill, have you? There's so much to look for. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. I was going to say, I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is actually seeing the return of the crew as well, because it was one of the saddest sights actually to see them leave. So, so I think they'll get absolutely huge cheers from us when they, you know, finally start to come back and, and come in. Um, you know, we, we know they've gone all over the world, and so we're looking forward to them returning. That's going to be a great day, I'm sure. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, indeed. And they make they make such a big impact on the enjoyment of a cruise holiday, um, as well as the destinations, as well as the ship. But um, listen, uh, we look forward to, we all look forward to 2021 and what it may bring. Uh, but best wishes for Christmas and the new year. Ben, Sonia, Sam, thanks very much for joining. And we'll be back with our next podcast uh, very soon. Thanks very much. Thanks, Andy. Take Thank care. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye.